Peace and welcome to another brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We have reached episode 30. What's crazy is like we're actually recording this on the 30th of June, right? The 30 to 30. <laughs> and of course, the episodes are released on Fridays. But um, as always, I enjoy bringing you a special guest for every episode. This is a brother that I have tonight that uh, has been doing his thing, man. Very, very consistent. Really dope lyricist. Um, I really enjoy listening to his music every time he releases something. And I just like his his sound. It just reminds me of that authentic New York 90s Wu-Tang. You know, I, I hate to categorize the brother, but like it's just, it, it remini- reminisces, you know, it reminds me of that actual sound. And I think um, whenever we can hear that sound... Um, is always dope, especially when it's coming from like a, a dope lyricist. So without further ado, I would love to welcome to our Out the Box Talks listening audience, brother hailing from New Brunswick, New Jersey. He has put out a number of projects from EPs to albums. I feel like 2018 and 2019, he kind of just hit the ground running with release after release, um, he put out a joint called Valor just just recently with um, Jay Rawls. Also put out a project called Ebony Ronin with John Robinson. A number of other projects in the past couple of years, man. So we're going to definitely talk to him. Um, I actually like the Impetus project he put out too with um, Ray West. So a lot to talk to this brother about. So like I said, man, without further ado, I would like to introduce to our out the box listening audience, brother Elo Kush. Welcome to Out the Box. Yes, yes, yes. Peace, brother. What's good, Elo? How are you, man? How's life, All man? How's things with you? All things is good, man. Everything is good, man. Just striving and maintaining through the storm right now, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Same thing, man. Just kind of holding strong and pushing forward, man. You know? Yeah. These are, these are the times. These yes, the times yes. You have to Indeed, regulate man. and tap into yourself and pull that strength out, you know? Definitely, definitely, man. So, like, again, man, I, I appreciate having you on the line. I know it's been a minute. I've been trying to figure out a way to get you on, and I'm just glad that it kind of worked out where we could do this. And get this interview popping. Just for the people that don't know about you, man, just give us a little history on, you know, your journey. Like, who is Elo Kush? And, like, what's your journey that would help people to kind of know your path in this game up to this point? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, first, I want to be, you know, thankful to be on the platform. Thanks for giving me the platform to be on. Um, no doubt, brother. Elo Kush is, uh, I am who I am, you know. I am all that exists into that thought, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a musician, I'm a poet, I'm a writer, you know what I'm saying? I'm a a globe traveler when we could travel, you know, state to state, country to country. And I'm just influenced heavily by the art form, 
of hip hop and music itself overall, you know. Um, I'm 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 definitely a connoisseur of the of of the art form and also a lover of the art form. So it's not only you know I'm, I'm a brother that's been entrenched in this music from since I was younger mm. to being jazz, you know, to being influenced by jazz, to being uh, you know influenced by all types of music. And when I found my voice, you know, it was it was great that I found my voice in hip hop. So here I am. Wow. I like that last part, man. Finding your voice in hip hop. I got I got to talk to you about that, man. It, it actually hints at a question that I have that I'll ask about a little later on in the program. But I like I said earlier in the intro, I feel like you kind of hit the ground running in 2018 and then it's just been like nonstop since then. Like you've like you just put project after project out. And it's pretty consistent, but for prior to that, like what, like what, what, what was happening with you? Like, like I know you're very connected with John Robinson and Invisible Hands, and you know just that mo- movement there. Like, what, like what led up to those series of releases in 2018? I think you put out um yeah. what, Revelations and Fly Emperor yeah. and talk and yeah. yeah so like what like what happened musically for you that led you to that point where you just kind of hit the ground running well it's it's always been i guess you know sometimes i sit back you ever see those unsung mm-hmm. things on beats or something like that and you think you know something about the artist you know you may like i'll just give an example for like al Jarreau, you know i thought the first album I heard from him was the first album which was actually his fifth or sixth album. Mm. It's just when, so he's always been on the constant grind and always been doing these things. It's like when I caught up to him and that's what I think, well, you know, I'm blessed to do with my career and to say that I think that people are just rediscover me on the solo tip because I come from a clan in a group called Angels Inc. Mm. Angels Incorporated. And that's A-N-G-E-L-Z-I-N-C. And that's the group I'm I'm with and from in the company I represent. Um, we have numerous releases. You know, we've been doing this since the grimy nineties, man. You know, mm. been doing this for sure. And now in this day and age, uh, as far as the aspect of my solo career, utilizing the different uh avenues now to amassing the different avenues to get your music out. It's where you are dealing with self-savior. You know, you're eliminating the middleman with the internet. You know, I tell, I learned so much traveling with my comrade, my brother John Robinson, man. Little side, I call him side. Yeah, people still mm-hmm. call him John Robinson now, but um, we travel the globe together, man. Travel and, and do this music, and, yeah. and you know, learning and sharing, and 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 then finally realizing it goes from chasing a record deal in a sense, to understanding that I am the deal. Mm. My dot-com is the deal, you know? So once I recognize that and, and, and recognize and secure the digital distribution, man, it, you know, it's like the only hurdle is yourself. The only hurdle is at the time of your creativity. How do you create and how do you want to, you know, give the people what it is that you foresee as your gift and share it with the world? 
and I look at myself as a modern day jazz musician. Mm. So that's the tempo I'm putting at, you know? Definitely, definitely. You know, one of the things that really struck out to me when I first heard you was your voice. Like, before I could even pay attention really to what you were saying, which I knew you were, you you know, you were, you, you weren't just rapping just to rap. Like, you were dropping information in your raps, right? Or uh, as they say, you mm-hmm. were dropping knowledge. I was trying not to be too cliche, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, so. I mean, you kind of get what I'm saying. But your voice, you, you know, you know, you got some people who, some MCs where like people get turned off <laughs> because their voice ain't that appealing. You know what I mean? And you have a raw sound um, in terms of your voice. When did you realize like, like when did you find your pocket? Like as to what your persona was going to be as an MC? Chuck D. Mm. Public enemy. Learning learning to be an orator, you know what I'm saying? Like, learning the science of, of projecting your voice. I mean, some people will say Chuck D is not the most lyrical, but but Chuck D is the one who you know who's in the room, who's on the microphone with that voice, you know, speaking from your soul. Yeah. I was always taught to speak from my soul, you know, uh, listening to... And then it actually comes from a lot of literature that I've read and then hearing these great writers actually speak, you know, from records like uh, The Last Poets or mm. we would hear James Baldwin, speeches of James Baldwin speak. And, and learning learning to be um, as eclectic and unique as possible. Mm. Something, and if, you, and if you're blessed, and, and, and I guess I am and to that degree, that it, you don't have to work at it. It just comes natural with your voice. It is something that you can develop and you can you can fine tune, but it has to be inside you first. Mm. And I'm thankful for that gift. So I would say Chuck D. He showed me definitively how to, you know what I'm saying? Like Word. Chuck D. is the one that stops the room. You know, grabs the mic. Word. Yo, that's great, man. Shout out to Chuck D. Man, I, I know recently we saw the Fight the Power 2020 version. You know that that came through on BT. How yeah, do you feel was, about yeah. that? That was ill. That was very, uh, I mean, I mean, in that aspect of, of the music, you know, it, that, that, uh, that's what I was trained in. You know, yeah. those, those brothers are my Rolling Stone. They are my, you know, the Beatles. Yeah. You know, the, the reason why I, I get busy on the microphone is because of Public Enemy, X-Clan, Wise Intelligent, Tragedy Gaddafi. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like those are those, those are the reasons why I get busy for sure. And you you could actually hear the inspiration. Like you said, trash. You said uh, wise, intelligent. Like I could hear that that sound too. You know. Speaking of uh, you know, fight the power. You know, with everything happening post uh, George Floyd and Ahmad Arbery's tragic deaths, as as well as Breonna Taylor, like. I feel like hip hop has been pr- doing pretty good job at you know making that soundtrack music to protest. And mm-hmm. you know obviously with the fight the power 2020 and so much, right? Like I know you released a 
uh, single. I think it was called Moral Monsters not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of speaking out on, you know, what's happening currently, but really what's been happening for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how impactful do you feel hip-hop is in sparking change or empowering the people? Do you feel like these types of songs are really making a difference in terms of empowering the people in this fight against, you know, racial injustice and just eradicating police brutality? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel, uh, let me, let me say first, uh, thanks for tapping in and tuning in man, to that. Yeah. Um, Moral Monsters was produced by Invisible Hands from Science to Life, uh, featuring myself and my, my, my brother Javatan from Angels Inc. So we on there um, together, all three of us. So our crew is a family, starting to life angels, I and see his family. Got it. Um, I would say, think about what's going on in the culture. You know, how I was always raised that hip-hop has always been the street CNN of, you know, it's the hieroglyphics of the world, you know, and, and it shows and proves to that. So I could be performing here, you know, or excuse me, do a song here and then go to Turkey and they, they don't speak English in that room, but they speak hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? They understand the universal language. Mm-hmm. So the message is always going to transcend any type of barrier there is, especially, you know, uh, hip-hop is supposed to be, give you the graphic, supposed to scare the shit out of you, you know, excuse my language, but it's really supposed mm-hmm. to scare you, it's supposed to be, give you the terrifying truth. One thing about what's going on in the world right now, um, a lot of things are, quote-unquote, uh, trendy, right? Like, mm. uh, I guess, you know, trendy, what they call awake or awoke or conscious. Yeah. But one thing about that is that once you're on the path to truth, you know, because being awake is trendy now, and once you're on that path of truth, truth, once you see the truth, you, can, you can't unsee it. So it's a good trend mm. that people are, you know, yeah. online philosophers or online, uh, you know, activists, but eventually you're going to have to live what you speak and, and, and walk that path for real. So I think that hip-hop is playing a vital point. It's all we have. It always has, excuse me. Mm. It's always been there. This music, I mean, Dead Prez made, these, made, that, made the theme song for this album years ago. Yeah, and then true. For the, for this, true. For those times. And then before them, you know what I'm saying, it was other brothers that did it, and other brothers that did it, and other brothers that, you know, the credit is, the credit line is, is, is infinite, you know? You can't, you can't stop it, but... Yeah, man, it's ultra important. And yeah. these songs I've always made, these, you know, so it's not like for me, like, or or my clan or my brothers to be like, yo, let's make a song about this because this is the time. Right, right. right. Cypher. That's, it's been natural. That's like, yeah, I, yeah we made that song because it's, it's like blinking. It's like it's taking a step. It's like, it's a natural gesture. Right. You know? So. Do you, you know, it's interesting you talk about Dead Prez. I know they just had their anniversary. I don't know if it was like the 20th anniversary or something of Let's Get, Let's Get Free. Uh, it, it makes me think about that, right? Like, do you feel like protest music or music that talks about the ills of what African people in this country have had to deal with in terms of the injustice and the oppression and so forth, do you feel like hip-hop today that talks about that has a different energy than the hip-hop of the past? Mm, 
No. Okay. Because I think I think I think when you think about NWA saying FTP, you know what I'm saying, or X Clan saying FTP, or 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 or, or the Blastmaster Keras One saying, you know what I'm saying, you know, officer, overseer, you know what I'm saying, like the same. Those brothers were prophets in the science of doing it. I don't think there's any difference for it right now. I think it's always been there. It's never not been there. Mm. It's about what the, the programs have been pushing to be said versus what's really going on. So they, they want your mind on materialism and off of actual humane way of living and fighting the true mm. enemy. Not You know what I'm saying? So it, that answer for me is like, yeah, it's always been FTP in my head. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like... None of that's never not been. Like even if you you go back to different pieces of my catalog, even I have a project with uh, my man Ray West called Esoteric Essays. Um, we got a joint on there called Flash and Cherries. It talks about police brutality. Or you go back to my other project, Angel Dust. Mm. You got something on there called PCP LSD, and it's an acronym for PCP is Politics Controlling People. And LSD stands for elusive for soldiers deciding. You know what I mean? So it's like the, these these subjects and these topics have always been there. So it, yeah. it's just about what your what your palate is for, what you what you choose to take at the time. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. And I tend to, you know, this question comes up because um, I always talk with my co-host a level about this, and he talks about how, you know. It just was more in abundance back then, and and I, I definitely hear him with that, and and then I'm like, yo, like I'm so tapped into the underground that I'm like, yo, it ain't never left, you know what I mean? It's always exactly. here. Um, but I do understand like the whole, you know, I think everything was so like centralized back then, where like you know you now I always say like the music. It, like the music still exists in like the consciousness of the hip hop still exists, but now, like you said, it's where you choose to go for it, right? You know, like or it's now you got to actually do more seeking. Back then, it was kind of delivered yeah. to you. It was almost like you know when I think I'm coming up like there's probably like two or three radio shows or radio stations that you knew you were gonna get that. Well, now, like, you, it's it's so spread out. Like, you know, you either got to go through the blogs or you got to be following the artists, and you don't know, you know what I mean? So I agree with you um, on the fact that it still exists and it ain't going nowhere because you are actual testament to that because you've been, you can been continuously doing it, you know what I mean? Speaking about it in your music. So I could dig that. All praises too. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. While we on this topic of, you know, current events and, you know, everything happening right now in terms of the protest, I've seen a lot of back and forth lately between particularly black brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in terms of how we show respect for each other. Um, and I feel like mm -hmm. it's been going on, but it's coming to a certain height now. Like, what do you think is the main thing that's distracting our relationships between man and woman of us having more respect for each other and just kind of working with each other? I feel like we don't really have the luxury of being at odds, especially in a time like right this. Now, yeah. So, I mean, that's such a, such a 
wide topic, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll try yeah. to land somewhere in the middle. Yeah, just like, you know, uh, what you think might, you know, what might, just if you could just give a couple things in terms of how you perceive relationships between our brothers and sisters, like what might be in the I, way and what we could adjust to make a, a positive change. Knowing thyself, you know, knowledge of yourself and knowledge of 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 the original man and the original woman. That's the first part, you know, knowing who you are and having a fubu mind state. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense to you, you know, no, that makes perfect mind sense. State, um, for us, by us, on every level, you know what I'm saying? And one thing I've always talked about and how I was taught was that our plight as the, you know, as original people on the planet is like, we're the only ethnicity that is, that is literally ripped from the fabric of our culture in a sense, you know what I'm saying? And so it's hard to, it's hard to unite when you've always been pit against. Mm. And that comes from, that comes from the Willie Lynch syndrome. That comes from, you know, to teaching us to hate each other, you know, teaching the, 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 the color, the color scheme, you know, or, mm. you know, I want to send me because of my ebony skin and brown skin. I'm sending me deep into the woods, but the, uh, you know, the lighter ones can stay into the home. And then now you see, I'm coming back with hands all messed up and you're all nice and clean. And then they doing that on purpose to show you to pit each other against each other. You know, mm. if you want some more nice clothes, make sure you tell me what they doing. You know what I'm saying? Or, and 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 then it's about how do you how do you stop thousands of years of terroristic threats against a, 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 against an ethnicity and expect it to change in the last forty to fifty six years? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. there's something there's there's a structural design for us to not love and hate. You know, because I was always taught. As long as you are, you know, you put your hand up, you got five fingers. As long as you like that, you ain't gonna do nothing. But as soon as you make a fist and come together, you can knock any wall down. Mm. And that's what's really occurring now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see the woman, uh, you see the woman standing with, you know, because the woman, the original woman has always been our greatest ally and comrade and best friend and healer. Mm. And nurturer, you know what I'm saying? And she gives birth to our, our generations. We, she, she's the key to immortality. And once we recognize that, and we recognize that we need each other all the way, right now especially, we need each other. Right. We move forward. And that's 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 a short, short, quick, you know, that's a that's a small part of it. I definitely could die deeper, but that's yeah. that's how I feel. Now I appreciate that uh that breakdown. You got a track on the Impetus EP with uh, Ray West called yeah. A Free Mind. Really good track, too. And I know you like, there's like an instrumental that you guys put on there, too, which is dope. I'm glad you guys chose to put that instrumental on there. That's a dope beat. <laughs> what does it mean to have a free mind in 2020? Mm. Uh, it's the absolute... It's, it's absolute vital, you know. You have to be able to think. Without thinking, you know, your actions are, are fumbled, or you become you become reactionary, and or, you know, what I'm saying not reactionary, you become almost robotic. 
I want to remain reactionary. You know, I want to be able to move, not be desensitized. You know what I'm saying? So you have to think, for example, like, of course, the, the murders, you know, the terroristic murders of all these brothers and sisters that's happening to us, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep you playing and keep you playing and keep you playing these things, you know. That's almost like you almost get PTSD from that, you know what I'm saying? Like you you have to you have to turn that off in a sense. Okay, it happened. Now what are you gonna do? You know? Right. So when it happens to you, they have that happening and you can't react. You have to be able to think, man. Life is just to me. This yeah. is just from my perspective. Mm. And when we make free mind, we're we you know, I was just thinking, man, when I heard the beat, it was, it was like, it wasn't even 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I wrote that, and it was so real for me. Yeah. Be able to say to the people, be be aware of what you're doing. Don't just be robotic. The time for playing, the time for being duck, duck, goose is over. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. you gotta kick up and stand on your square and be like, nah, I'm not going that way. I'm swimming against the current all the time. That's food, that's uh, television programming, radio programming, clothing, what to say, what, you know, you have, to, you have to have a free, free, free mind to be a free individual, a free inhabitant of this planet. Wow. You know, it's interesting you say the times that we live in, right? Like, do you feel like, I don't know how much you're into astrology. I feel like you've hinted with on it a couple of times in your music or a few times in your music, but do you feel like um, this Aquarian age or astrology has any part to play on what is happening with the people right now or just what's happening in general? You know, we just come in, we're, we're, we're like in the second, what is this? We're, we're still in the pandemic, but kind of on our way out of it. And then we're dealing with the protests and the social unrest, mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. much of this age or the astrology plays a part in what we're experiencing? I think, you know, I think to me, and this is just me, I think to me it plays every part of it mm-hmm. because we're in the sun cycle now, the age of Aquarius, right. the age of information, knowing that, and knowing what the laws of karma is, what everything is going on now, the 6,000 rule, year to rule for shaitan is over. You know what I'm saying? So it's time for the sun, and, and it's time for the people of the sun to stand up and rule. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that the people have to understand about that, dealing with astrology, or dealing with anything that has to do with change, change is the only constant in the world no matter what change is going to happen mm-hmm. so if you so you got to be aware of either you're invoking the change or you're going to be changed by that change you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and right now with this with this with this pandemic and all the thing that's going on right now yo it's time for people to understand there's never been a change in this country without blood being spilled you know what i'm saying there's never been a change in their history books ever, whether they're dealing with the indigenous people or our people, anywhere, every, anywhere they've gone, they show you that, yo, we're destroying everything. And now the time the rule is over so that that's why that chaos is such an abundance right there. People have had enough mm. in their spirit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In their spirit and in their mind and in their heart and their DNA code, 
in this time, you know, the DNA clock is going off right now. So that change is imminent right now. It has to happen. Wow. You put out a project. I feel like it was last year. Uh, it was an album entitled Men. Uh, let me break that yeah, down. Yeah, 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 men, parables of love. Yeah, men, parables of love. Now, yes, I'm, I am familiar with men. He is a, they call him a deity or a nature in comedic, you know, spirituality or comedic science. Yes, sir. What, what made you, because you, I mean, the album cover is straight men. Like, you see a straight picture of men, his phallus exactly. erected. Exactly. Like, what made you put men on the cover and also, like, what were you trying to convey with, you know, naming it, you know, this title? Um, just true and, 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 and following in the footsteps of the great leaders, like, you know, Karen once said, uh, you know, he calls it edutainment. Mm. So I strive to teach and educate at the same time all the time, right? So... I was thinking in the, in the climate of creating that, it was a whole bunch of just, you know, whatever going on in music, you know. Uh, I wanted to, you know, like I said, I've seen myself as a modern-day jazz musician, so mm. I wanted to push the envelope back to what is the highest point of understanding. Understanding is to see things for what they are and not what they seem to be. And love is the highest point of understanding. So we need to get back to loving each other, you know, and we don't really hear love that much in music, in, in our culture, as, as it should be. Mm -hmm. You always hear destruction. You always hear death. You always hear, you know, what you'll do with this girl and that girl. And I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not segregated from that subject matter either, but I am aware that love is how I got here. And love is what we need to cure all things. Mm -hmm. So in, cre in creating the cover, you know, uh, I just wanted to, rep you know, to teach her. I want somebody exactly to do what you did, like to see the cover and say, what is this about? Right. And then look it up. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, let that open another door for them to travel down that corridor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So some people, it's probably vulgar. They, they probably think it's vulgar, but that's only in the philosophy of the mind state if you're over here. Knowing that that picture and who that deity is, that's showing you that, yo, we've always been. And that's, and, and sex and reproduction is, 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 is the thing, it's the vital, you know? That's what you need to be here. And I, I wanted to touch on, uh, I just wanted to be raw. I wanted to touch on the experiences of, of, of different pockets of time and yeah. of love with the most divine being on the planet, and that's the woman. I like that. Your, your music tends to have a lot of like, references of like like I said comedic wisdom or and when I say comedic for fan, fans that might not know I mean like ancient Egyptian Egypt yeah, yeah. Egyptian <laughs> spirituality and wisdom and you know knowledge mm -hmm. um I also hear some like I could be wrong so correct me if I'm wrong but I also hear some like five percent references you know mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of references to what People that they would say come from like the quote unquote conscious community is familiar with, right? What's your what's what what made you say, you know what, man, like I I was gonna put 
moments of this type of knowledge in my music? Like, what made you come to that decision? Because not a lot of MCs do that, you know, but I feel like that's an integral part of hip-hop. Like you said, edutainment through KRS-One, like, he did that, you know, like he he dropped certain references here and there that, you know, kind of spoke to our glorious history that mm-hmm. a lot of us might not know about. You know what I'm saying? Like what made you say, you know what, I'm going to drop a little jewels here. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to reference that. You know what I mean? Like what made you? And I feel like that's been like a, a consistent thing. Thing in your music it's not like you just did it for like one album or one like you'll hear it throughout your music you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like what made you what made it become such a consistent thing for you verbal milk from brother j next quote ah that that's why him uh what is it tragic that whole intelligent hoodlum right that's who that, those, that's the mold i'm from you know that's the mold you know, teacher wise, and it's really, uh, you know, KRS One and Chuck D. Those are the initial initial people in hip hop. Yeah. Um, but through through just learning, coming up, you know, in, in, in the schools of thought I've been in, there's many rooms in my father's mansion, right? So I, I traveled to many thought schools, and I was always taught to seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. From in any thought school, be able to know something about, know a little something about everything. You don't have to know everything. To know something, you can be able to stand in any circle and be able to swim in 9,000 miles, you know? Um, I, I try to, I try to give what I got, you know, because I'm still deciphering some of the, the great x clan records that make sense to me now. I'm still listening to, uh, you know, Nikki Giovanni and, and, and listening to some of her her lectures and said, mm-hmm. mm, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's clear as day, but the points have to be, you know, I have, to, I have to walk that walk so I could talk that talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to really travel yeah, to yeah. law schools. So that's what, that's what, that's what does it for me, brother. No doubt. You know, that's what, that's what does it for me. That's where you hear these references from great revolutionaries and great people who sacrifice, uh, you know, in, 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 in their perspective line of work that we'll never hear about. You know, a lot of people, and this is just quick, real quick, but a lot of people will say, when you think about the great Chairman Fred, Fred Hampton, right? They always champion Chair Fred, Chairman Fred, excuse me, from Chicago, but they never talk about his comrade that was right with him, Mark Clark, who was a serious brother, mm-hmm. you know, who, who got murdered with him in the house, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's about knowing Knowing the subject, but not scared to be peeled back the, the the layers to find more and more and more. Right, right. And that's that's. I hope I did. I answer your question. No, you definitely correctly? you definitely did. And okay. and as you as you say that, I, I just think about you know what we were saying earlier about hip hop. You know, always having that message. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you said earlier. You know, dead prez. And when I think about dead prez. It was because of, it was partly because of dead prayers that I started thinking about changing my diet. Um, mm. You know, because of be healthy, and you know, there's other things with dead prayers too. Like in terms of my understanding of spirituality, it kind of set the foundation for 
you know, just this, this growth in me. So when you say that, it's like, you know, I'm just thinking about, wow, like, like, you know, you, you know, you reference something and now it sparks this person to be like, yo, let me go look that up or let me go find some more information on that. And then it's, it comes, it becomes a part of their growth now, right? Like you, you, you know, as an MC, you play a part, maybe it's a small part, but you, you, you know, you drop a jewel along their journey of growth or, you know, self development. So yes, it's just sir. interesting when you think about that. Because yeah. what if you don't if you don't do that? Uh, what, is, what I mean, this 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 is what the culture is hieroglyphics, man. You gotta you gotta read it, and you gotta you know take that language with you on your journey that you learn. You may not have the whole kitchen, yeah. but you know something that relates, and that's that jewel you share, and that that yeah. thought blossom later on somewhere else. You know, definitely. On the Ebony Ronin project you got with John Robinson, there's a track called Aura Dart. And mm-hmm. you, um, there's like something on there you say, during the day you teach the babies. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, that, that line kind of stuck out to me because I was like, are you actually teaching? It sounds like you're teaching like children and just the youth in general. Like, is that something you do as a day job? Like, how extensive is your work with the children? Very okay because it's 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 a uh, it's not in a it's not in a, a actual curriculum in, in a building okay it's in a curriculum of life you know like teaching my family members teaching little Kareem down the street teaching okay. got it somebody I don't even know his name you know what I'm saying like we have to teach the babies to change the perspective you know so when I said that line. It's just showing the the balance of being in the whirlwind of of, of being outside in, in the planet. Like, well, you know, it's one minute in our neighborhoods, as you know, we could be standing and everything is calm. The next minute, it's chaos. Yeah, yeah. In the in the blink of an eye. So teaching the babies at one point and then still being inside, you know, being on point with what's going on in the world, just teaching survival. You know? mm. If I leave. And it's not it's not even for their benefit all the way. It's for my benefit more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what's the use of having this information, the skill set, and, and these, these things you can't pass along? Yeah. So I could be teaching little whoever that is real quick and stuff along. Like you know, you know, maybe it don't happen to me, but like the next minute I could be leaving the planet. At least I left with you with him to go. You know? Wow, wow. You know, I I'm curious to know like when you interact with young people. What part of your interaction or, you know, what you gain from that experience affects your, your music, you know, or your artistry? Like, th- does, their, does their outlook on the world have an impact on your artistry? Absolutely, because, you know, the children are pure, man. You know, even the ones who... Especially if you grew up fast and you became an adult faster than you need to become mm-hmm. an adult. You know what I'm saying? Which is commonplace in our communities. And sometimes you can look at a child and, you know, because I've been there, you look at it. I can see where our common ground is, where, where I relate to them first. You know, I, I, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a knower in that you have to come to the people, ask the people to, to get the message. 
you know, so when I walk up to a, excuse me, I walk up to someone or I pull over and I see these people, you know, see these young boys or these young girls, I look at them in the eye, man, and I see that pain. I know, mm. you know, I know that bravado. I know that toughness is probably because they're hungry, you know, or I know that bravado or that toughness is or that showing off because at home is messed up. You know what I'm saying? They don't have anything to relate to yeah. outside of their pride and what I can do to you. You know what I'm saying? But if you tell them a little bit about yourself first and tell them about how you're relating to them. Yeah, I was hungry before too. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what is it? Or the shoes. That, you know, it's mostly mostly the physical aspects we see first. It's all attraction is physical. Mm-hmm. Then it's in the mind. You know what I'm saying? So I try to build with them on, on that perspective and then show them like, yo, you have you have the world literally in your palm. If you have a cell phone, you literally have a, the world, a satellite in your palm. Mm. You can research and do anything besides sending a text message or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, tap into yourself. I try to give them something. Yeah. Give them that. That's so dope when you think about it. Like, because I always say, man, I feel like the kids today are like really distracted, right? Because of all of the technology that this just everything is so like readily available to them you know what i mean like the idea of like yeah. back in the days i remember growing up i had a black and white tv there was like two channels that you know i could watch now like everything is on demand like you got youtube um and i think you you hit a really important point of like you know utilizing what you have and taking advantage of it in a positive way or in a progressive way as opposed to like just kind of like wasting your time away with the video games and stuff like that you know um Mm -hmm. that you know i mean i'm sure there's things you learn from that you know but at the same time like you know information is so readily available now that if you just tap into the right information it could empower you you know what i mean so that's a good point instantaneously you know Talk to me a little bit about the Valor project with Jay Rawls. Um, I know that, you know, Jay Rawls and John Robinson have worked a number of times together. Um, I really love the work that they do together. Like what uh trans what inspired this project? I know it's only like four songs, but like what like what was the whole goal with this project and how did it come to be? So I know I know a lot of people say that. In the title, but it's really called Valor. Okay, you know, Valor. thanks for correcting me. <laughs> it's all good. No, it's yeah. all good because it, it, I, I guess when you say that, then you look at the cover and it makes more sense. Right, the project right. itself. You know, Valor. like thanks for that. Yeah. Um, no, it's all good, family. Um, Valor was, you know, first of all, shout out to Jay Rawls, man. Word. Rawls is a such a, a dope producer. hip hop, man. Yeah. You know. Uh, we met. I met. I met Ross through my comrade, Lil Sot. You know what I'm saying? We met him. We was on tour in California. Um, we was doing some shows out there, and we all came together for this uh, company called Water the Plants. We were out there working on a compilation. It was an indie label in Cali. Um, we were out there. Shout out to Big Omar. We was out there doing some work together. Him, myself, uh, Count Base D. Uh, Carlson, you know what I mean? There was a couple of them. We were just out there doing work. And uh, me and Rawls were 
just vibing. We just talking, you know, being after you be together for a little bit, you know, you start talking and finding out things and discovering each other's music. And we talked about, we actually started it in California. You know, he was like, look, man, once we get out of here, we need to do something together. And it's like, whoa. So we started, you know, by email. He'll come to New York. I'll see him or I'll see him in Atlanta or somewhere. And we started, you know, just putting it together. And our chemistry was natural out of respect, you know, respective point of, like, he's an educator. Right. I'm an educator through in my own aspect. Right, right. And we both love hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, we put it together as a short EP. It took a while to do because of our schedules, and we both agreed that we didn't want to force it. You know, mm. we didn't want to force it. So we did one song first called uh, "The Myth and Planet Risk," and that was featuring uh, Sixty Second Assassin for Sons of Man mm-hmm. and um, the Queen poet Sashet Ali, who's uh, one of the first you know artists on my record label, Noetic Music Group. Yeah. Um, we did we did that together a while ago. We put that out. We got a tremendous response from that. So we started building from that. All right, let's go. Let's, let's really start getting in motion. And um, uh, we, we only put four songs on iTunes and on all streaming platforms, but on the Bandcamp, it's actually five. And the fifth song is okay. The Men from Planet Risk. Uh, we shot the video. One of the joints is uh, featuring my brother Glorious. It's called uh, Nameless Nameless Dark. We did that in Atlanta. Okay. And the Little Five Star, historic Little Five Star, he was called down there. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. In that. Atlanta, right? It's like a record store. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a whole town, like the whole street. Isn't like Moods yeah. Music like connected with that store or something like that? It's another record store. But Little Five Spot, I'm, I, I'm familiar. Sure. Yeah, but I might, I might be wrong, but I, I those two stores kind of come to mind when I think about you know, record stores in Atlanta. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we... No, it's all great. We did that down there. Um, shot the video, you know, to Rawls. You know, Rawls, we... I was actually down there for signed J. Rawls's... Um, I think they had an event down there at yeah. one of those record stores that you're talking about. It was down there, and, um, you know, we shot the video the day after Rawls went back. We stayed down there a day longer, you know. The schedule we were supposed to shoot while he was there, but the schedule got mixed up, so we had to wind up staying one more day and do it. So he had to go. So we took care of it. But the project to me is interesting um, in, in the fact where it has a certain mood. Like you know, we, I'm glad that I named it Valor because we have to have a certain type of uh, courage to be able to still be able to put out music in this climate right now, mm. where it's. You know what I'm saying? Where there's a lot going on in the world. Mm. But you you still have to do your duty as what, what your purpose is. Once you see your path and you're walking in your purpose, you have no choice but to do it. So that's why we call it valor, because regardless to whom or what, we're still going to push through. We're still going to add on. We're still going to give you some, some theme music mm. and what's going on. That's a great point, because it it it, it makes me think about... Even for myself, right? Like, I'm going to keep it, like, real. Like, my this whole idea of me doing these podcasts and it starting out where we did it, like, twice a week. I mean, I'm sorry, twice a month, bi-weekly. And then it moved to doing it every week. There's this sense of... I knew getting into it was, like, 
I wasn't expecting instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I knew that it would be a slow build. Yes, sir. And I'm just curious to know, like, like for me, what drives me is the is the idea that the content that I'm sharing and the way that I conduct these interviews and the artists that I do speak with is valuable, right? Um, and over time, it's going to grow because of its value, but also because of the consistency. And mm-hmm. I wonder if, and I noticed that you're very consistent, like, the years, like we like in the middle of the year, and like you've put out a number of projects. Like, what what mm-hmm. drives you? What inspires you to just keep going, even though you might not be at the place where you might not be at that place where a lot, a lot of people know you yet. But what mm-hmm. what keeps you consistent and continuing on, and still, you know, dropping quality? Um, immortality, in a sense, you know. This is one one of the different ways that you can achieve immortality. Mm. Besides my besides my babies, you know what I'm saying? Like break that down for music me. Music is forever. I think well, I know where you're going like, with it, but just break it down a little bit. With your children, once you have children and you mm-hmm. bring life into this world, that's a part of you that's always gonna be here and it's always gonna branch off and it's always gonna, you know, a different form of you. It's the same as music. Once you give birth to something. You know, you can bring something to this world physically or mentally. And with music, I bring, I bring it in mentally and physically. You know, you have to think it, then you have to say it, then you have to do it. And that's the understanding. That's my love for the music, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, jazz, jazz musicians. I would say jazz musicians, jazz artists, jazz music itself has lasted so long, vinyl, you know, things are are always. Um, and then the third, you know, well, let me just add on a little bit more about the jazz musicians. Their catalogs are insane, you know, like, I, I've, I've just recently discovered some of my favorite, not recently discovered, but just came across some, rediscovered some of their great records by Clifford Brown or Dizzy's records or Chet Baker, you know, or my favorite Lee Morgan, just, just, discovering some of their great works that I only knew about the A side of that. But then he did such and such on whatever records from indie label that he did a whole three album deal that I'd never heard of. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. discovering those don't take me to a different, like, wow, man, this man was everywhere. And then the next night he's playing with Miles and whoever, you know what I'm saying? So that, that whole knowing that you're on the clock of life, you know, and that brings me to my third point is that, yo, know, we, we, you know, whether we like to say it or not, or if we don't deal with it, but we're hunted by the reaper. The reaper's on our hills from the moment we're born. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to do between your A and Z? You know, when you're, your alpha and your omega, what, do you, what did you accomplish? What did you set for? What, what are you going to be etching stars for? What can, what can they never take from you, you know? And this is the path. I've, you know, I've chosen it in, in the path that chose me as well. So I just try to give it my all. I don't ever, and, and the fourth point is I don't ever want to leave this planet. I was taught, you know, never leave this planet with 
shoulda, coulda, woulda in my heart mm. or in my tongue, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to, you know, I want to give him my all, brother, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to ever, damn, I shoulda did this or only if I coulda did this. What if I would did this? I don't ever want to have that in my head. I want to be able, you know, like, yo, I did everything that I can do in the, in, in the, in the stratosphere of what I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? If that's, that makes is that, is that real, you know, is that clear? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. You gave, sometimes, you gave four points, man. Sometimes I myself, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, that's, 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 I could definitely, I could definitely hear you on that, man. Wow. You have a track, it's called State of Grace. It's from Impetus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's like a guy speaking at the end where he says, it's like an excerpt, he says, heaven and hell are both states of minds. Can you explain mm-hmm. further what that means and why having that particular consciousness could be beneficial to us? Well, heaven and hell is a state of mind for what I was raised and taught and it shows and proves every day where Let's just take right now, right today. Let's deal with today, right now, beloved. Mm-hmm. In this day and time, we're dealing with today is the 30th. Okay, so that's understanding, cipher, understanding. Okay, that's good. We're doing good. We're dealing with three. So people have job, house, car, you know what I'm saying? But some people only have T-shirts, sneakers, and a hat that they had on for the last two months. You know, we can leave... We can we can stop this perspective conversation right now and go about, you know, go to the refrigerator, open the refrigerator and have a drink of water because you're thirsty mm-hmm. or whatever you want. That's actually heaven right there. But the same at the same time, someone around the block doesn't have anything. Mm. You know what I mean? That's hell for them. You know, that's that's real hell. You know, you haven't bathed in a month. You know, you have your principles, you have your you haven't eaten. There's there's people, you know, struggling to even adjust to this way of life, that's a hell for them. You know, a person that's been taking care of uh, his entire family or her entire family by going to work every day, then all of a sudden this pandemic hits and now you rely on something you never had to rely on, you know, like some government assistance or whatever, you know, and that Mm. changes the aspect. You may lose your house. Mm. You may lose where you live at. Mm. That can be hell for a person. On the flip side, People are gaining from this pandemic. There's a lot of money being spent, made here and there. Some people are in heaven because, you know, that they are leeching off of people's misery and and and, and, and hardship and making a, a mint off of that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that heaven? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, with so many of our people that see heaven and hell as this thing that happens after life. What does that Mm -hmm. consciousness of kind of knowing that it is actually existing now, what does that do for, you know, how does that benefit us? Like when we realize, oh shoot, it's actually happening right now. (laughs) Like how does that push (laughs) us forward? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That, so, 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 Take that, take this to, uh, shit, excuse me, but say, take this to slavery time. Let's just go back to the days of slavery to answer this question, okay? Uh, on the, in, the, at, in the big house, 
the overseer or the master, so-called master, he's sitting on, you know, the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken sitting on the, on the throne with mm -hmm. uh, ice tea and, you know, somebody fanning him all day and his feet is put up, he get his feet rubbed and, and he's chilling and eating at all day, doing whatever he wants, right? He's in heaven. Mm -hmm. while, while our people were in the field getting all types of hell from four in the morning to seven at night in the sun, picking thorns, cutting our fingers, whatever, whatever. That is the hell. And then we were, and then they always taught us that what? You know, the day of rest is Sunday. This is when, you know, that's, that was their whole game. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know what I'm saying? So now people are like, you know, I don't have to wait till Sunday to deal with heaven. I can have heaven on Tuesday if I right, want. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm fast forwarding right now. Yeah. So symbolically, what, what actually took place to the state of thinking is that, oh, I'm not going to be sharecropping for 40 hours a week or 80 hours a week just to get paid on Saturday. Why can't I get paid every single day? Why is heaven not right now? What can I do to make this heaven on earth for myself? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this generation that we have right now is all about that. Give me my now, because tomorrow might not be here. And that's, that's a great, you know, you should plan for tomorrow, but I want to live my today to the utmost right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and get some of this heaven right now. Yeah. Having that balanced perspective. I like that. Plan, but realize that you can, you can achieve it now too, you know? I like that. Wow. Well, life. Elo Kush, man, I had the pleasure of talking to you today, man. Thank you so much for a good conversation. Thank you, brother. Indeed, indeed. I know we're in the middle of the year, like I said earlier. You've put out a number of projects. What else is in store for you, man? I feel like you've done a lot, and there's a lot more for you to do, obviously. But what is the ultimate goal, man, like? as you see yourself for the rest of the year and also moving through, um, you know, the years to come, like what, what do you hope to achieve? What's on the agenda for you? Well, I have a, I started a company that's called a uh, noetic cosmetics. Mm. It's a, a all, all natural whipped shea body butter, beard oil company. Um, nice. with my partner, Jack Hillbelino. Um, we have that, that's at noeticcosmetics.com. That's all natural, no chemicals. One product you use from the top of your crown nice. to the bottom of your seat, universal. You know what I'm saying? So check that out, people. Um, I'm also, uh, I've, I've written a short a collection of short poems and essays entitled uh, A Few Days in the County Maze. That's available right now at elocush.com. That's available for the people. It's a great collaborative uh, piece of work with a friend of mine named Will Swink, the great Illustrator Will Swink, artist. Um, he did all the illustrations for the book, and I did all the poetry and then and essays and writings. And that's available also on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. It's called again a few days in the county maze. Uh, I have numerous music projects coming out. Mm -hmm. um, one, uh, I'm doing Fly Emperor Two with a uh, Buddha monk from Japan. Um, we're supposed to be actually be on tour started in August in Japan, but of course, what's, what's going on, that's not going to happen. We're still going to release the music. Okay. Um, also, also have uh, a project with my, um, my West Coast brother, Supreme Cerebral. It's entitled Clark Connoisseurs. 
Okay. We did part one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two's coming out this year. Oh, nice. So, so that's what I'm working on. And, and the numerous, you know, another Angels Inc. project, more solo joints, and something uh, with uh, my man Roz Beats. Uh, Roz Beats, we got a project releasing. It's entitled The Law Least Effort. That's wow. special right there. That's going to be it. So, wow. got some things coming, man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like you... I got wind of a either it was a track that you did with Mac Homie. Is that is this something with you and Mac Homie coming out? Is it a single or something? Absolutely. We got some things on deck. You know, Mac is from Mark is from Jersey. Yeah. From North, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a New Brunswick dude, so it's yeah, yes. We got some things on on deck that's about to come soon. Uh, okay. Just just figuring it out right now. You know, different ways that you know. I don't want it to. I want to release it in the right pocket. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely coming. Definitely, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I said, man, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, I wish you all the best of success, man, as you continue this journey. I feel like you have something valuable to offer to hip-hop. Um, and I, you you know you know your lane, man. And, and, and I know, you know, you're going to continue in on that path, man. So I, I see good for you, man. So... Definitely continue the the efforts, man. I'm gonna definitely be looking from the sidelines, man, and you know, representing. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. I just want I want to say uh, real quick, uh, thank you again for for the platform, and thank you for allowing artists, indie artists, and artists like myself, and creative minds like myself, and others to come and and have a good conversation about the music. And it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air to hear a person you know, uh, who knows their craft and asking questions and inquisitive about, you know, they've done their research on certain projects and just have great, you know, content to talk about. And to all the, to all, to all the artists out there, man, all the people, period, man, there's a great quote from a book that I take with me and I want to leave you with this from The Alchemist. Nice. You know, stay on your personal journey to become your personal legend. That's what I'm doing every day. I like that. Wow, what a way to close, man. I love that, man. I want to definitely tell um, our listeners out there, you know, if this is your first time actually listening to the show, make sure, you know, you continue listening. Uh, and one good way to keep contact with us is to subscribe on our website. So if you go to outtheboxmedia.com, you hit the menu tab and you'll see that subscribe button. You could just put your email and your name. If you want to put your nickname, it's fine. You know, just uh, subscribe with us so we could um, keep connected, you know, and keep you updated with all the great stuff we got going on with Out The Box Talks. We are available on anchor.fm, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a number of other podcast streaming sites as well so you know just stay connected with us we put out a new episode every friday again thank you again brother elo kush man much success to you and just like that we're gonna be out of here peace love light health happiness safety all that good stuff to all of our listeners and people out there tuning in man and again we'll see you next friday peace Peace.